right. We will be getting started soon. Don't go anywhere more. All right, peace to everybody that's here. We're live. You are now tuned in to Moors in America. If you've never been here before, you're in for a treat. Uh, I have a special guest here, Grand Sheik Page Bay, an author, as well as Grand Sheik, father, husband. Um, he's a great man, and this is going to be a great demonstration. You'll love it. Uh, before we get started, though, just want to say this disclaimer real quick. This video represents the views of the presenters and or our guests and is based off of our own personal research and life experiences. So not trying to say that this is something that is um, endorsed or official representative um, representation of any other organization. But um, before we do that, though, we always rise to give the highest praise to the most high creator, our father God Allah. We extend honors also to our divine prophet, 
noble Drew Ali for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. We extend honors also to the forerunner, our brother Marcus Mosiah Garvey, and we also extend honors to everything and everyone, Moorish. And we also extend honors to all light bringers out there watching right now, regardless of ethnicity, background, and all these other differences that don't really matter, right? We extend honors to all the light bringers, and we ask you all to like and share this video. You are in for a treat want to share this with your family and friends so that more people can hear the truth and hear and learn this great information that's going to be brought to you today so good evening or good afternoon you're listening to the true and living light bringer mores in america as always i'm your brother louis douglas also known as sharif ali here uncovering and bringing glorious light to all issues pertinent to the moorish american paradigm because that's what we do here at mores in america so hopefully everyone's having an amazing afternoon. And if you wouldn't mind, please share this broadcast all over social media. Blast it. Get it out there. When we come back, we're going to expand further on the topic. You don't want to miss it. So relax, grab your popcorn, share this. In other words, grab a friend. And here we go. Don't go anywhere, Morse. You know how we do. Black is beautiful, but if you blackballed, you masked up. Can't see the light. They say black cats are bad luck. Black is a color, and we're not painted, stained, or varnished. But these black labels, our heritage remains tarnished. Black power made us all raise our black fist. But whoever did be soon put on the black list. Black people, where's your black flag unless you're killing roaches? You say you black and you proud, but yet we're not the closest. Emotions are high when we become a black target. If it's illegal, it moves, then it's on the black market. Bad guys wear black. That's some color below. It's chapter 7, Mind of an Asiatic, homie, yo. Any other time, I wouldn't pay you any mind Put my best foot forward in every verse and every line I used to dream, I used to pray About the day that I get signed And to the truth, about the business just blew my mind I swear to God, I used to think all I needed was a skill, high verse, catchy hook, dope look, then get a deal. I used to love the rock and sold out show, just for the thrill, until the real was revealed to my spirit like Jabril, I'm iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All praise due to a lie, to a lie. And honest to the last prophet in these days and times. Days and times. That's true, Ali. 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 It ain't no question where these lessons are coming from. And North of Maxim still flexing, dancing to the drums. They going dumb like, bruh, we ain't think you come. From out of heaven, throw up the seven, sliding through the slums. Go one one with highest quality handmade fezes. Crafted fez with the finest wool, complete with tassel and leather sweatband. Wear the national headdress of Moorish Americans with pride and respect. 3XL size fez is a comfortable fit for brothers with dreadlocks. Shipping worldwide. Go to MoorishFez.com to order. All right. Um, excuse me. Before we get started, I want to share something with you. Um, I want to share uh, a website, store, location. Um, 
This store is located in Alabama, and I am, for some reason, not able to find a website. So maybe I'll just pull that up a little later. But I want to share this with you, especially for everyone in that area in Mississippi, Alabama, um, by the Gulf Coast, to make sure you check out this store. Just talk with this brother. Very good brother. Um, store is awesome. Moorish American owned. And so, of course, want to put that out there for everybody to know about. Um, maybe. OK, I thought I just found it. But um, like I said, I will share that with you more later. Want you all to go and patronize this brother's store. And we will pull that up for you later on. But like I said, don't go anywhere because this is going to be an amazing broadcast. I'm not just saying that. Um, I actually have this book. I don't have my camera on, but I'm holding a book right now. Um, it's called The Hidden Nation. And um, it's a great book. And um, this is a great brother. We're going to talk to this brother. But before we do that, I just want to get some more people to hit that like button or hit the love button if you're on Facebook. You're on YouTube. Make sure you hit like and share this. Come on, we need some more people to share this video. We just want to get it, <coughs> get some more people in here, so that we can help to grow and share this um, amongst more people in our community. Um, there's not enough of us that know this information, so we want to get this out there out to as many people as possible. Okay, so if you're watching right now, whether you're watching it live live in effect, or whether you're watching um, the replay later on, hit the like and the share button, please. Okay? This is the brother's book, The Hidden Nation. We are about to go in. It's time. So hit the like and share button. You don't want to miss this. And here we go. Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Yo. We just moors in America, soar through the shores and endure criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous, they was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carry in. Babies having babies, it's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah, there's no comparison. La ilaha. Body and very gin, laughing at you clowns like ha ha, dodging a Nephilim. Conquer lower self with a high, follow your regimen. Way before they came, we were gods, and now we specimen. Tried to take the light from our eyes, thank God for Edison. Then they put the wool on our eyes, it's so embarrassing. Now we travel frequently, we should invest in Sheraton. All of us got gold on our bodies whenever we stepping in. Screaming Ramadan, move a rock, training the flesh again. Wishing we could move as a unit. 
it just like the Mexicans Dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines All sin is devilish Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet I bet you I'ma carry it I'm in love with music to the point I wanna marry it But my love for people is greater, so I write messages Largest spending power, but we still sit at a deficit Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence Moors in America, flourishing, excellent Let's buy up some neighborhoods and grow my own president Yeah And I come to you today With all intentions of spreading Love Truth Peace Freedom And justice Peace, Moors. Um, want to thank everybody who hit the like and share button. Um, real quick, I want to share this with you, Moors. Um, if you see up here, this is the Facebook page for a store called Moors Choice. That is facebook.com forward slash Moors Choice. Make sure you go and like that page. Um, you can also go, to, uh, when you go to the page, you can go to their website. It's uh, Shopify, um, Moors Choice. Well, it's best if you just go to the, um, the page and click on the link but um this this is not just uh, um an online store it's actually a physical store um i'll pull the address back up for you but this is actually a physical store as you can see here it is located in gulfport mississippi okay so everybody in that area make sure you go and patronize that store 828 pass road sweet c gulfport mississippi as you can see from the just from the Facebook page, they have several different items for sale. This is um, Asiatic owned. Um, they have natural um, natural herbs. They have jewelry, all types of items for sale. Moorish American owned and operated. This is great. Moorish Choice. That is a Gulf uh, Gulfport, Alabama. Okay, so make sure that you go. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Gulfport, Mississippi. Why I keep saying Alabama, I don't know. But beautiful store. Make sure you go and patronize that store. It's not just online. As you can see, it's an actual physical store. 
Morris. Make sure you go and check that out. Um, you can just pull up Morris Choice on Facebook so that you can like that store. You can also order these items online as well, and they will actually physically ship it to you. So that's great. Just wanted to shout them out real quick. And now, now I want to um, bring on our esteemed guest. Um, once again, as I was saying earlier, this brother is an author. He's um, as well as a Grand Sheik. Um, we're going to bring him on right now. This is Grand Sheik Page Bay. Islam, brother, how you doing? Okay, Islam, you're going to have to unmute. Oh, okay, <laughs> we can't there hear we go. There hey, you go. Islam, brother. Islam, yeah. all the boards out there. Uh, we rise, giving all praise to Allah and highest honors to Prophet Noble Juali. Peace be upon him. Islam. All right, Islam, man. It's great to uh, finally have you on the show. Um, so would you uh, please, before we really get started, just just uh, let us know a little bit about you, where you're located. Um, you are a Grand Sheik of Temple um, 27. Please uh, just turn the floor over to you. Let us know a little bit about yourself, brother. Oh, man, a little bit about myself. Well, like it says, I'm a, I'm a father. Um, I'm a husband. Um, I say those first because those are really, really important duties. I take a lot of pride in, um, of course, uh, Grand Sheik of Morris Science Temple of America, number 27, Soul Temple. Um, we're in Fort Wayne or near at <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, and yeah, man, I, I'm trying to do any and everything that I can to uh, get this, this message out here of uh, our nationality and birthrights. Um, you know, I'm all about promoting Moorish American everything, uh, especially family image. Um, you know, I think that's really important. So uh, I try to put those narratives out there. Um, you know, I I live for this, man. I eat, breathe, and sleep Moorish science. Um, ever since I found out who I was, I never stopped. I just keep going and going and going and study 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 like prophet number Drew Ali told us um but yeah man i'm 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 just i'm just a guy who found out that he was not negro black and colored and i was like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. uh, like many of you um and here i am to to make sure that we um we carry out our prophet's law that's that's what i'm here to do um and fellowship with my brothers and sisters in love Truth, peace, freedom, and justice, um, unity and equality as well. So uh, that's just a little bit about myself. Islam, 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 brother. I definitely can relate to where you're coming from. And um, just for those out here um, that are um, watching now, like as the brother said, he's a family man. So his brothers, um, is your family in the temple with you, brother? Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. The uh... <laughs> a lot. My 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 uh my one year old just walked in, opened the door just now. Her mom just came and grabbed her. But uh yeah, families families in the temple. I've been uh we've been blessed by the grace of Allah to to have um everybody on board. At least that's in my household. And um you know I, I praise Allah for my wife. She's the she's the grand sheikess of of our temple, and um she really is <clears throat> one of the biggest uh, influences that I had on this journey. And uh, I say that because it's so important for Moors to start to look to uh, be in those relationships with 
other Moors who really um, are about walking this path and seeing this thing through because it has it has been a wonder in my life and and that is a, is it's a whole blessing and a half uh, maybe even two whole blessings when you think about having uh, your whole family involved um, particularly your significant other so uh, we praise Allah for that yes families in the temple do their Moorish American prayers. Uh, do their one ones and you know these kind of things. So that's that's a blessing, brother. All right, Islam and praise Islam. Allah, brother. Definitely, it's it's a it's great to have you on. Um, it's it's definitely a blessing that you are here with your family and it, they're all in the temple with you, man. That's amazing. We need more of that. And um, it's it's Islam. you know it's only gonna happen when we come in with our temp with our families, you know, right. and, and demonstrate and and you know and just do our best to actually live the life right Islam. and that's going to give us all confidence you know to do the same so I, I really appreciate that and i think it's definitely needed in this day and time because we actually have like an agenda out there to um make us not realize the importance of you know having our families you know intact and together and and putting our families first you know like it's it's crazy to say that because mm -hmm. you know people from other cultures don't really have that problem, but we actually have that issue in this country. So it's you know it's wild. But hey, yes indeed. You know that's why I say it's a blessing to see you guys in the temple together. It's beautiful, brother. Oh, Islam. May, may I say this too? My um, just shout out to my um, to my to my family as well. My my sister in law, my brother in law, uh, and my other sister in law. They're also staff of the temple, so. Let me not leave them out. You know, um, it really is a family affair here. Um, and then our leadership, we're all really close. Um, so, you know, that's a blessing. So didn't want to don't didn't want to leave them out, add some more um, you know, levels to it to understand that, man. This 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 temple thing can be a family thing for sure. Um because it, it's out there. I know it's it's hard to get our families on board sometime. Um, we've all probably been in those little spats and skirmishes with different family members about who we are we ain't negro black and colored you know we know how to go so um but it does happen so islam to that islam and now uh, maybe that's a, a topic we could come back to um before we wrap this discussion up i see there's some questions in there you islam. know just asking about um getting the family you know on board or helping the family to see i guess you could say to see the light you know yeah so um indeed. yeah yeah, that's definitely, yeah, if you're up for it, that's something we, we could come back to towards yeah, the end. But I do ahead. have a few questions for you. And um, as people can see up here on the screen, we have uh, the brother's information for his temple. And then also on the other side, you see the Hidden Nation. This is the brother's book. Now, um, I would like to talk about this with you. Um, so um, first off, um, if you wouldn't mind, please explain to us why did you pick the title the hidden nation you know um i was trying to be provocative um you know and, and give it a title that was befitting of of the narrative of how i really do feel about um you know our our, our people our nation um where we're hidden there we're, we're but we're like hidden in plain sight but that would have kind of been a long long title so i just used the hidden nation but hidden in plain the hidden nation in plain sight would have been you know i mean a good way to sum it up too uh but to get people to say well you know 
what what's what's the hidden nation um and you know go into some of the explanations of these and you know i ran into it today somebody i was at the uh at the store and the the cashier was like hey i was wearing my fez and i always see people come in here with those with those with those hats what does it mean you know and i'm just thinking oh there's more in here you know um and it's that whole thing right there the hidden nation we're right there and everybody's in, in, in plain sight where something that nuances to us is dang near everywhere, you know, from the back of the dollar bill on to whatever. Um, so, yeah, I felt like that was a very befitting title uh, because, you know, how do you hide a nation? A whole, you know, when you think of nation, you think of a large group of people, but yet um, it has been um, somewhat achieved in this, in this society. And we're here to dispel that and come out into the glorious light. Take them hands out from underneath them shirts and put them put them on top, right? So yeah, that that's that's uh, that's the hidden nation, and it just seemed to make sense. You know what I mean? Islam, and you know, um, yeah, it's it's crazy that there, there's so many of us. I mean, how how many so-called African Americans are there? Like you know, fifty million, sixty million. Man, like they've been saying that forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've been saying that for some decades, you know. Yeah. And um, we don't have low birth rates, so yeah, there's some something funny going on with those numbers. But mm -hmm. you know, there's no, there's no other group of people in the world that has numbers like that, you know, with tens of millions or maybe even larger, and they don't consider themselves a nation. It's right? wow, you know, yeah, or no tribal ties or nothing. So yeah, that that is wild. And I'm I'm glad you 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 know you did put this together. And um yep um just to um reiterate, just like on that that topic, like with this with this um you know big large group of people that don't really see themselves as a nation. You know, could you speak on some of the um new terms or the new terminology to refer to our people that are being thrown around there? Um, I don't know if you've seen some of the. Some of the people are calling us now foundational black Americans. Um, <laughs> they also have another one that's kind of gaining popularity, I guess. ADOS, I think that's American descendant of, of slaves. Yeah. Have you have you come across these things before, or have you like actually like what? Just I'd just like to get your feedback. Like how you? What do you think of those um, terms? Man, you know. Um... In the in the prophet's day, he had to deal with Negro, black, and colored. Um, but it's funny how we as a people will accept this metamorphosis of of, of names um, consistently, and not understand how that denotes to uh, instability. Um, that how that denotes to no anchoring, no no. Um, solid place, you know, geopolitically, um, you know, like she said, somebody said BIPOC and uh, like you said, American descendants of slaves. And uh, it's funny, we'll do everything in the book to not just deal with our historical significance. And uh, unless it's the narrative that we feel comfortable with, it's just something about uh, more that gets people so agitated it gets people so very i don't know but that's kind of what lets you know that it's something to it um 
it makes something make something hit them in, in the stomach a little bit. But when you deal with these terms like American descendant of of of, of slaves, right? Uh, always always have a uh, etymology, a quick etymology lesson to give on that whole paradigm of the slave. Uh, I talk about it in my book, matter of fact, that the slave or the term slave comes from the root word slav. So uh, as much as we want to be, uh, some of us Asiatics or, or so-called, uh, you know, melanated people want to be slaves, you cannot be because the term slave it's just Slav. They just put an E on it. It has the same roots. It's the same origin. And it means a person of Central Europe. So if you're calling yourself a slave, um, by all rights, you're saying that, hey, I'm a, I'm a person from Central Europe. I'm a Slavic individual. You dig know what I'm saying? So I just always throw that out there when we deal with these names because we really have to do the... Uh, the science on some of this stuff to see where these these origins of these names come from. I haven't heard a foundational, uh, what'd you say, a foundational American or African or something like that. Yeah, the, um, the guy who made Hidden Colors, he 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 talks about that, and I see a lot of people actually calling themselves that out here, like you know, off the internet, people in real life calling themselves foundational Black Americans. So, yeah, so now they got a new term. Yeah. Um, but a Chinese person or individual has always been Chinese as far as they know. You know, uh, uh, Italian has always been Italian as far as, as he um, as far as he knows and associates. He doesn't um, you can't just start saying, hey, you know, we're going to start calling you. Uh, what's a popular Italian food? Tiramisu. Tiramisu. You know that that they're not going to accept that. But uh, it seems to me that Moors who do not want to fall in their proper geopolitical designation uh, will accept anything that that is trendy. Um, we are trendy people um, in, a, in a certain type of sense. And, you know, we always up on the new. So, who you know, of course, it only makes sense that if somebody comes out with a new term for ourselves, we'll even jump on that. You know what I mean? But um, we got to understand as a people how government works, how politics works. And if you don't think those kind of things are important, um, I would say shame on you because those are the very things that are affecting your life every single day. Um, so we, we, we just got to come um, into something that makes sense on the platform of international law. And uh, fortunately, our prophet, Noble Drew Ali, did that back in 1928 and gave us the term or the nationality of Moorish American because it's the most befitting one. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not too hip to all the new, you know, like a BIPOC. I'm not sure exactly what. Uh, I know it's like Black Indigenous something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, that has no historical value. Therefore, you can't really um, you can't you can't validate that. You can't validate that at a higher international level. Sounds good, but there's no land called BIPOC or that has the BIPOC people, you know, family history and so on and so forth. Yeah, man, it just, when, you know, makes you shake your head if you, if you have any idea what's really going on. But, um, you know, let's let's go ahead and, and, and dig into the book now. Um, um, in the Hidden Nation, um, you mentioned a quote in the beginning of the book from a, um, a man, a brother from Jamaica who had a, a significant impact on our people here in North America. 
for those that don't know, speaking about Brother Marcus Garvey, and um, you said uh, a people without the knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. Now, um, you you also referred to him as the forerunner. Did you let us know um, just a little bit more about Garvey and why you refer to him as the forerunner? Islam. Um, yeah, Marcus Garvey, he was, you know, the UNIA, the head man, uh, who really came and started to give our people um, the understanding that we are somebody, that we have uh, historical significance, that we have the capabilities of unifying to have things for ourselves, that if we utilize the best parts of ourselves, we will soon come to realize that um, we don't need anybody but each other to take care of ourselves, right? Um, and as far as our people were concerned at that time, you know, in the uh, mid, early 1900s, uh, 1920s and, and so forth, nobody was, you know, really talking like that. Nobody was really just saying, hey, you know, you know, you guys are are great people from, you know, from they near everywhere. You're indigenous to the world. And um, if you would just lift yourself up with your capabilities, because you are a civilizing force, a, a people who civilizes, a people who has great uh, attributes, you'll be back on your square. You'll be back on, uh, back on level with everybody else in no time. Um, and I, I think that's so, so very powerful, so important. And, you know, even though he was still giving it to them as, hey, Negroes and stuff like that, he had to meet them where they were at at that time to get them on that path. So then when you tell them, hey, you're a great people, that's when Prophet Noble Ali came along to clear up those details and say, yes, and here's who you are specifically. Um, so... Uh, for us, Moorish Americans, he represents, Marcus Garvey represents uh, being like the harbinger, just as John the Baptist was for Jesus to say, hey, you guys prepare yourself. Um, he came with a pure message. We are somebody. And then he made way for Noble Drew Ali through the power of love to give us exactly who we are. And uh, real quick, I just want to say it's so important that Marcus Garvey did it the way that he did it at that time. Uh, because could you imagine coming to uh, people less than, I mean, really? you know, less than 100 years, less than 80 years out of, of, of slavery, out of, um, uh, you know, being in chains and being on somebody's plantation, which was really their plantation, they didn't know it, uh, to say, hey, you're from Morocco and this and that and, you, and you're Moors and here's the history. And, and it wouldn't have had as much relevance or would have been maybe too much light. So it had to come in that way. Um, and, and then Noble Drew Ali sealed it off. So, uh, yeah, that's that's who Marcus Garvey is uh, to us. Matter of fact, there's documentation of uh, Prophet Noble Drew Ali and Marcus Garvey, um, you know, meeting and, 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 and conversing and, and, you know, the Prophet basically showing Marcus Garvey um, some of the higher tiers of the understanding of who we are. Even went to visit him in uh, Georgia State Penitentiary down there in Atlanta back in the day. So, um yeah, he he was he was he was the forerunner. He was the guy who opened it up the way, so Noble Drew Ali can seal it uh, with the with the high tier message of exactly who we are and what we need to do. Yes, and um, when you're you're speaking about like the higher tier of who we are, mm -hmm. you also spoke in the book about um a teacher of Marcus Garvey. 
brother Deuce Ali. Could you, uh, would you mind speaking about that? Yeah. Um, brother, uh, Deuce Ali, uh, as you, if, if you ever looked up the picture, look up the picture of, uh, uh, Deuce Muhammad and, uh, he had, he wore the fence. <laughs> so that's a, that's a, that's a, um, uh, a little, tells you a little bit about Marcus Garvey's, um, origins and that the fez and that whole paradigm weren't completely you know so-called new to him um and contrary to many people believe uh marcus garvey actually was islam um there's a good documentary and i cannot remember i do this every time with this doc documentary but um it's on amazon prime i don't know if i'm allowed to say that to plug them or whatever but um, they are, um, uh, they go into how he was really Islamic and it was uh, the one God, one temple, uh, you know, uh, narrative that he used to speak. He was speaking from an Islamic perspective because, you know, that's inherently Islamic where we talk about the one God and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Dusay Muhammad um, used to mentor him. Uh, as far as I know, Marcus Garvey was looked at by him as like a really bright young man who he used to see, you know, on the street and uh, as fate would have it. Um, he got to talking to him and kind of understood that this there's more to this young man than meets the eye. And then uh, a relationship was built up because, you know, Marcus Garvey used to come see him. He liked the talks and he liked the uh, information and things that Dusay Muhammad used to tell him. Um, and so I'm sure that he imparted some very powerful things into Marcus Garvey. Um, and like I said, once again, you can see uh, the Fez. The Fez fully adorned uh, by Duse Muhammad Ali. And uh, Marcus Garvey was no stranger to Islam, contrary to popular uh, belief. So yeah, this is the origins. This is who put him on to a lot of things. So uh, honors to, uh, to Duse Muhammad Ali as well. Islam, Islam, Islam. brother. All right. And um, since we're speaking about the forerunner, um, you also mentioned the prophet Noble Drew Ali. You speak about him throughout the book. Um, would you please let us know more about Prophet Noble Drew Ali? And um, in particular, um, would you let us know why Moorish Americans honor the prophet? Like what what did he do? Oh wow, yeah. Woo. Let you know about the prophet. Um, yeah, in the, the last chapter of this this short little book, I really emulated I tried to emulate the prophet. Um, as best as I could in his narrative. I felt like, and I know a lot of Moors feel like this, when you really start to research his works and look at uh, a lot of things that he did, you you start to feel his, you know, spirit. And you start to see, like, and understand certain things, like why he did certain things. And it just makes sense. Um, like with the Moors Holy Quran, you know, it's, it's, it's like a 64-page book. You know, it's real thin. But, you know, just thinking about, trying to get our people interested in certain aspects of themselves. You couldn't overwhelm them at that time. You needed to give them something that was pamphlet-like. You wanted to give them something they could thumb through or they could sit down and say, you know what, I could read this. This isn't intimidating. So I, I try to follow that same narrative with the Hidden Nation, but I just packed it full. I just condensed it um, as much as I could uh, with information. I tried to make every little paragraph hit with some kind of, um, you know, jaw-dropping peace or gem, you know, uh, but the prophet Noble Drew Ali, oh man, he was um, 
a divinely ordained individual um, coming through the the ancient bloodlines of the the Canaanite Moabite um, ancestors that were here and predecessors in America, uh, given these lands by the pharaohs of Kemet from a long, 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 long old time ago. Uh, a little known thing about Noble Drew Ali, too, is that he actually was in line of succession of the Washita. Uh, they dug the Manya uh, situation. If, 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 if anybody knows who the Washita Moors are, um, shout out to uh, Dr. Aline Bay. He goes um, into the, the, the basically that the Prophet Noble Drew Ali, he follows the bloodlines. And Prophet Noble Drew Ali, even through the Washita situation, was like a prince, you know. Um, so he 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 uh, grew up uh, North Carolina, you know, 1886, and he was born. And he he had parents who were uh, Washita and Cherokee, um, and they're they're not much known about him. But his father's name was uh, John Drew. Um, his mother's surname was Turner, which denotes the tunica, which goes back to the Washita they the Munya. But um, the, the legend has it that when he was young, uh, he was a, a very special individual, an auspicious boy who um, was like almost magical. You know, he had a certain type of thing. He was doing things that people were scratching their head about. And um, he had in his, in, his, in, his, um, in his presence around him at that time, around his parents, they had Islamic influences, um, and I, I can't think of the brother's the, the brother's name. It escapes me right now. I didn't put it in this book, but um, uh, anybody who gets with me, um, if you if you remember this this aspect that I was talking about, get with me, and I'll, I'll put that information out. But he had some Islamic influences, and when he was uh, young, he went through some turmoil, some tribulations uh, with his with his family, um, and end up having to live with his aunt and end up traveling and then end up actually going to a Egyptian adept mystery school. And back then they called those Osirikas, which were basically like ways you could learn uh, the true knowledges of prophethoods and angelhoods and um, um, adepthoods to, to come into the higher esoteric understandings. But um, as the stars had it written, he was was ordained and they already knew who he was. It was it was a tie between um, uh, these other world factions and that individual who was around his his parents, who was the Islamic influence. Uh, because all most of our people, what we don't know, and I'll just throw this out here, is that uh, we were profoundly Islamic people uh, even before you know slavery and all that kind of stuff. Um, get the book uh, Islam for Dummies. I've been showcasing this on my Instagram. And I go in and they go into the fact that our history was Islamic <laughs> in America uh, before slavery and all that kind of thing. But anyway, um, he 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 then was given the charge basically to come back to the Americas uh, by the Sultan um, Abdul Aziz to come back and, um, you know, release the keys of Islam and some of the secret uh, messages um, of the Akashic records that were hidden from the Moors in America because what the adepts knew is that the Moors in America, the Moorish Americans, were the nation that went through a great suffrage who were warped by that, by that, by that situation and had to basically take this experience of my offer, 
Um, shout out to uh, Sheik Elihu Pleasant Bay. If you ever read the book, The Zoom of a Nation, it was explained that uh, we went through something that was worse than slavery, worse than slavery called my alpha, which is the, um, the not only the losing of one's physical freedom, but the losing of one's mind, understanding of one's self, which is the greatest kind of suffrage. It's my alpha is Swahili for the great suffrage, right? So, um, uh, because of this great suffrage, you know, you go through great fire, um, the great furnaces, um, we were able to be molded into a thing that the world has never um, encountered and um, never seen before. Because of those experiences and based on our ancestral lineage, um, he had to come and help us to understand who we really are and then give us the nation or the national name of the free national name of Moorish American. Um, because we were divinely ordained to rise and help everybody else rise. Our mission of the Moore Science Temple of America given to us by Prophet Noble Drew Ali is to uplift fallen humanity. Um, and we we uplift fallen humanity by teaching um, our people to be themselves, right? To be ourselves is to be excellent, to be greatness, to be who our ancestors were without a doubt or contradiction, um, because you cannot change that. And um, if you read documents like House Resolution 1203, of uh, Georgia and, and there's been house resolutions of many other states and cities. They tell you that the Moorish Americans are the civilizers of the human family. All right, so Prophet Noble Drew Ali's mission was to get us to come back to that understanding, um, to, to get on board with the teachings of purity and love, to, uh, to love instead of hate, right? Um, and to know thyself because that's really um, what it's about. If you know thyself, then you're confident. When you're confident, you 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 will uh, be able to be utilized um, in this great work because you're not you're not you're not trying to you play off any insecurities. You're not playing off any of the family traumas. When you're truly confident in who you are, um, you don't mind helping other people find out who they are. Um, you don't mind giving. You don't mind being um, an example of what a Moorish American uh, or, or a human being in general is supposed to be when you truly are confident in who you are and knowing thyself. And to know ourself is to know our Father God, Allah, and how we are one. To know ourself is to know the difference between our higher self and our lower self um, and how we can um, defeat and thwart lower self and, and, and make higher self sitting on the throne. Um, so, you know, the prophet, what did he do? I mean, he did so much. He even told us he did more than, than you. I've done more than you know, Morris, you know, but if I had to try to give some of the nuggets of it, um, that's what he did as far as his personal mission. Now, what he did in, um, what he did in total was uh, just as grand on the, on the material sense, because he set up the more science temple of America. And this is where a lot of people, I think missed the understanding of what the MSTA uh, really is. The Moore Science Temple of America is a religious nation state, one of two in the world. Okay, there's only and um, I want to say it was Stanford who did this 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 study, but when they talk about religious nation states, um, also known as religious corporations, um, there's really only two in the world. Like I said, there's the Vatican, the Holy See. And then the Moore Science Temple of America. And actually, the Moore Science Temple of America was organized underneath the Religious Corporation Act one year before the uh, before the Vatican. We did ours in 1928. They did theirs in 1929. 
All right. Why is that? Why? Why is that relevant and important? Is because in this new era of time, um, we had to start to go back into our own vine and fig tree. That's one of his prophetic messages that everybody has to kind of go into their own. Um, and so, how do we do that on a land where we're all mixed up and um, we all kind of have the you know the constitution that has our back and we can kind of roam freely and, and do whatever? It's through the religious um, institutions. And through even more specifically on the pub, on the private side, religious, but on the public side, commerce or commercial. So corporations were instituted to bring us into this uh, this new paradigm of separating the public from the private, and also being able to um, to do that in such a way that um, your your rights out in public and your religious rights are protected. They have a way to um, be secured at the same time, just as your private person. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, if you look up, and for anybody, you could go on our website. You go on khalifamedia.com. Um, you could go on, mm, you can you could just type in Morse American uh, 101 or whatever. And if you get a real good copy at the bottom here, and I know this is like reverse, but just if you get a copy and you go to the bottom, um, it has the Herds Revised Statutes. What a lot of uh, people don't understand is that those Herds Revised Statutes were um, were the laws and the rules and usages of how to orchestrate a religious corporation that could become its own nation or state. All right. So that's why the prophet did what he did. That's why Moors are going our authority. And we just got this one little, you know, thing on the back of our 101s because really right there sums it up. This registration that the Prophet Noble Jew Ali was a land grant, was a land deed, okay? Um, this was filed in the Torrance Registration Title System in 1928. And the Torrance Registration Title System was one of 11 in the world that dealt with really large parcels of land. It's an old-timey system. They've done away with it in about 1992. Um, and when he did this, he basically put on the record um, the Moore Science Temple of America. And through the First Amendment, he was able to construct, right, our Moorish Holy Quran. Our Moorish Holy Quran is a religious book, but it's also a trust document, just like your Bible, right? And in it, in chapter 47, he details the land inheritance of the ancient Moorish Americans known as the Moabites. Um, and once he did that, and then he made this an actual nation state, gave it a national book or a trust, and nobody ever rebutted it. Um, by the ancient by the ancient laws of, of trust and the literacy laws, it became law. Nobody ever said, hey, you guys aren't the Moorish Americans. You aren't uh, the, the, the ancient mothers and fathers of civilization. Matter of fact, they started to propagate it. Um, if you read the Chicago Defender back in the day, in the prophet's day, uh, the Chicago newspaper used to call him freely the prophet all the time. So it's funny. He said, I'm going to make the European tell you the truth. And they were uh, they were doing exactly that. Go to your local library, get your microfiche, and look up the Chicago Defender from the years that the uh, the Moore Science Temple of America was really active there with the Prophet Noble Ali, and um, you'll see they called him Prophet, Egyptian Adept, all that kind of stuff. Um, so what he did then, once we were solidified as a state, and you look at those herb revised statutes, he made it what's called a body politic. Body politic is a nation or a state. Um, uh, so really, just do a little bit of digging if you if you. Um, need some direction on where to go and you want to get more understanding of the Moorish Science Temple of America, you can always hit up our page, website, email me, hit me up on Instagram and all that kind of thing. 
Um, now, what do you do with this, this, this more science temple of America? Now that the more science temple of America is holding the land in trust, he left specific duties to be done by the more science temple of America to be able to execute the, 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 the trusteeship, the fiduciary duties of that state. Right. So, um, a lot of people come into this paradigm and going, oh, man, why the more this is our land? Why are we running in this and that? Well, the be beautiful thing is he set it up where the, the state has to be functioning according to his instructions and his edicts. Right. So, you know, like I always tell people like this, you ever watch the movies like Richie Rich and those ones where somebody uh, they get like a big inheritance from their rich uncle or dad or something. But their dad always says, hey. You got to uh, go to finish school before you can get this $50 million or whatever, whatever. Well, it's the same thing with the, with the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. It's that in like books like the Moorish literature, people think he's just talking. These are snippets from his uh, Moorish guideposts from back in the day, which he established so that we can tell our own story. But in that, because it's published, public news was also his edicts as we needed to follow as a nation state to be able to run the uh, the state and step up as heirs, as trustee. Um, so if the Moore Science Temple of America is uh, insolvent or we aren't unified, then it allows the, um, the, the disingenuous or what some people may call the colonizer to just kind of run amok or be fiduciary on our behalf until we learn to, um, you know, get our executive rulers, uh, Form our grand bodies, start our national treasury, right? Because you you you're not a nation until you have a treasurer, until all the monies are going into like uh, one place. Think about Chinatown or the Chinese or something like that, right? When you go to Chinatown, they have their own banks, right? When you go to, um, I used to live in Chicago, so they had like Polish neighborhoods. When I would go to the Polish neighborhood, they would have their own banks, you know. Um, because this is very important because those neighborhoods and those little towns, they actually had charters, right? And they would take their monies and put them into their own, their same bank. And then they would make sure that everybody in the community that is of that national line was eaten, was taken care of. As long as you were putting in your just do now, you couldn't be the town drunkard, you know what I'm saying? But if you were working in the businesses, you had a good family name, y'all had Moorish businesses and blah, blah, blah. And uh, even if you worked in other na uh, nations, neighborhoods or places, that money would come back to your neighborhood, you know, and think about it. Isn't that how everybody does it in the world? Everybody comes to, you know, so-called United States from other countries and they send the money back, you know. So it's the same thing. Everybody's based off that that national principle. And the more Science Temple of America was the way that our people were supposed to and are still supposed to come in to learn to be themselves, their national, their religion, their nationality, their creed, learn about their birthrights, right? So that we can stand before the, the nations of the earth and join the affairs of men and the proper geopolitical platform. So he not only just set that up for us spiritually so that we can look within and gain what we're supposed to gain, but he literally set that up, um, um, you know, on paper, through trust, through his edicts, and told us how to do it. Um, so everybody who came after the Prophet Noble Drew Ali really just kind of copied the sauce, tried to emulate the flavor, but nobody can do it without the nationality of the Moorish Americans or the Moorish Science Temple, truly. Um, so we, we, I, got, I got a lot of lessons on those. Check out my Instagram. Um, I do those lessons from time to time, and you can also come to the temple. We have a virtual temple, as you see here. 
Um, I've done bills with uh, brother uh, Douglas L. We done we do bills with uh, uh, Grand Sheik uh, Cujo out there at Canaan Land. We do bills. We done bills with my um, brothers here in Temple Ten, Indianapolis, with the Grand Sheik Saddam Tenen Bay. Um, we're just on that unity tip and trying to get people to understand who we really are and how we can utilize what the prophet brought for us to get what's ours. Y'all want the land and y'all want all this kind of stuff. It's already here. It's already held in trust. It's ready to go. We need you to come and join back into uh, your nation with your people um, so that we can carry out the prophet's law and then we can be worthy of receiving this. So, yeah, that's what the prophet Noble Ali did um, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell. Islam, I yield. Islam, brother, and gratitude for explaining in full. That was a beautiful demonstration, and I think it's understandable. It should be understandable by everybody watching. Um, and I'll just highlighted this portion from chapter 48 because, um, as you explained, you know, the prophet really did create this for our earthly and divine salvation. So while we, the Moorish Americans, are returning to Islam, which was founded by our forefathers for our earthly and divine salvation, by coming back into this Islamic nation state, Islam. we can take care of our earthly and divine affairs, which is amazing, you know. And um, uh, there there were some questions from the chat. I would like to get to them if you're if you're open for that. Oh, um, please, please do. I did, okay, oh, I got the chat button. Okay, I didn't know I could hit the the uh, beautiful. The, oh, okay, so go. before we go to the chat questions, I just want to uh, share a couple words from our sponsors. So we'll be right back, Morris. Don't go anywhere. Um, if you ask questions, make sure you hang on. Everybody that's watching this, hit like and share. Uh, we have a lot of people on YouTube. I know there, there's some people watching this on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure that you share this right now if you're watching it. Click the share button and don't go anywhere, Morris. Don't let your history start at slavery. Join with Moorish Science Temple a lawfully charted Islamic organization and proclaim your nationality while helping us uplift fallen humanity. Founded by American prophet Noble Drew Ali and consistently promoted plans for the betterment of humankind. We are located in Columbus, Ohio. Visit our website www.moorishamericans.com and follow us on social media. We hold live meetings on Zoom every Friday and Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Give us a call at 614-407-4394 if you would like to join or send donations to help us uplift fallen humanity. Fezcaps blends Moorish style with modern streetwear hats. The cutting-edge design features Moorish symbols with a silk tassel on the dome of the cap. More than just a fashion statement, Fezcaps represents something powerful and ancient within you. Go to Fezcaps.com to order your Fezcap now. All right. Okay, Islam Moors, we're back. So, um, yeah, we did have a couple of questions in there. Islam. Uh, in the chat. Yeah, so um, let me scroll up. Um, well, there's a couple of questions uh, that were kind of off topic, but I'll, we can get to that um, after <laughs> this. Since we're speaking about the prophet, um, first question, uh, brother asks, how did the Quran, uh, Islam, brother, uh, Islam, brother Brooks, Islam. So this brother asked, how did the Quran come to and through prophet noble Drew Ali? 
All right. Islam to uh, Brother Dr. Charles David Brooks III. Um, the Moorish Holy Quran, if you have one, is a very, um, and we, it's funny, we just went over this in uh, Sunday school, I want, I want to say. But um, it says the Holy Quran of the Moorish Science Temple of America, divinely prepared by the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. By the noble prophet Drew Ali. So uh, when we deal with that word prepared, the, the, the prophet was very careful to say um, not exclusively written. Written would mean that everything that was penned in the sense, you know, came from his pen. He said prepared because the Holy Quran of the Moore Science Temple of America is, um, is a book of high esoteric value and thought uh, from the Akashic Records. Um, it has excerpts that are coinciding and missing pieces of the uh, the what you call the Aquarian Gospel. Also has um, some of the some of the pieces and chapters of Unto the I Grant, which was a Rosicrucian demonstration. Um, but the reason why the Prophet did that is because if you know how prophethood works, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali was just uh, the experiencer of those uh, those situations, specifically with the Aquarian Gospel. Um, in other lifetimes, once again, like Jesus said, I, you should do all I've done and more, right? So when Jesus, being of our bloodline, right, he went through the, the Christing, he became the Christ. That was a picture taken by your DNA through that, through that, through that bloodline of the Canaanites and Moabites. Therefore, interjecting that ability um, into you because we share the same blood, we share the same line. You see what I'm saying? So the Prophet Noble Drew Ali was just gathering his experiences when he was Jesus, Muhammad, um, and when the Akashic records uh, were put into by those prophets originally, he just took what was already there and gave it back to us because truth doesn't need a re-explanation. Uh, truth is one. Truth is, right? Truth is, is, is singular. And you know, no matter how many times you try to spin it around and flip it or whatever, um, at the core, it's always going to be the same, um, and and that's the nature of truth. It cannot change or pass away. So um, he didn't have to write something totally crazy. He had to give us what we forgot, and those are the messages of the Akashic records, the stories of the Jesus, the Christ, Yeshua, um, is is mythological or allegorical in the sense um, of of a pattern of life that we are to live that you going through and um, the, the type of lifestyle that we're supposed to attain to. Um, um, and there's things in it that hit certain cores in the genetic structure of oneself that allow us to uh, release those latent abilities and expand. Like like the sister said, I'm, I'm eating good. This is a good meal. I'm expanding um, because when we speak truth, we're just getting back to the core of it. So that's the Holy Quran plus some of the, his original um, writings and things, um, you know, especially like chapter 47, the historical significance, um, when he talks about the dominions of Africa, when we get to chapter 48, of course, the end of time and the fulfilling of the prophecies, where he lays out what the Moorish uh, Science Temple of America is, who Marcus Garvey is, um, he goes into those things and what we're trying to accomplish and what we are accomplishing as a Moorish American nation, not amalgamating with the thoughts and the gods of Europe, but coming into our own divine and fig tree like every other nation has to. Um, so it's prepared because it's a collage of ancient esoteric Akashic truths 
that, you know, since you've been here, you're more, you've been here forever. You're a spirit and a part of our law to reactivate you. You know what I mean? Put you back on course. And then some of the gnosis of what we need to do in this new era of time. So Islam, I yield. Islam, brother. Good. Yeah, uh, that was a good question. I'm glad you answered that, brother. Um, we have another question, too. Um, looks like, well, yeah, it looks like two of these comments are kind of um, in alignment with each other. Um, so someone uh, had commented, a brother, uh, Raphael Bay, on Facebook said, my concern is that most, um, I guess this is most Moors aren't delving into more civics as opposed to just temple rules and regulation, we should be focused on both opening up international relationships. And that's kind of in alignment with this question, um, saying, can you speak on the Moorish Holy Temple of Science, which was the civic organization, the prophet founded. Um, so could, could you speak on that, the, the Moorish Holy Temple of Science? Yeah, yeah Islam. Organization that the prophet founded, Islam. Islam, yeah. So um, the way that, um, it's understood it's you know like everything um, most things in this plane as we know you know so-called hermetic principles or when we deal with the you know divine laws of the universe they're um, dualistic we're we're um, diametric in, in 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 our approach to almost everything down here right um, the Moorish holy was the um, was the religious understanding that was actually where the holy Quran of the Moorish holy temple of science right was first uh was was first um initiated through the moorish holy um that's like the religious aspect and then uh when we got people to to, to come to understand who they are because ain't nothing like that you know that powerful good word but also remember the prophet started everything kind of as a civic organization because when you deal with muslim or islamic or moorish politics and stuff like that we don't separate church and state we don't, we don't, everything we do is theocratic. So even when we're dealing civically, Allah is always there. Allah is always present. Allah is always at the head. And that doesn't mean you're, 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 you know, jumping around, you know, having the Holy Ghost. That means that you're dealing with a system of government that keeps Allah at the head. Therefore, um, the edicts, uh, the laws of the prophets, the, the, the understandings of living the Muslim life. Uh, play into and filter into every kind of civic interaction because when we're talking about civics, what is civics? You know, the root word of civilized. When you're talking about civilization, you're talking about how you do in society. And so what is a better gauge of how to treat others in society than be a person of Allah, to be a person of, of the, you know, the God Almighty and follow those laws because you wouldn't do unto others as you would want done to you simple stuff you know those are going back to the laws and the rules of isonomy right the great law of peace that's civics um so when we when we think civics is knowing a, a certain code to do this and that and blah 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 well you know yes and no first off how are you treating oneself how are you understanding yourself how are you going about initiating those latent abilities within yourself to activate higher self over lower self are you doing that before you trying to uh, uh, make international relations because you are, we are to be a pure and clean nation. So what kind of frequency are we coming with? Are we coming organized? Are we understanding international law? Are we understanding things like state, statesmanship, statecraft, protocol, you know? So if we're trying to move internationally, 
all these other international organizations, they are represented and they come through a uh, uh, religious corporation or a corporation of some sort. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And we got to get away from the notion that thinking that religion is, you know, some kind of, you know, trap or whatever. That's the traumas of what the so-called Christianity did to us. But every nation that is thriving uses its religious institution as its, as its hub of, um, of, of action, of its, as its hub of foundation, its, its stability to be able to uh, navigate out here in the world. If you want to deal with the Muslim um, world, the so-called Arab world, the Islamic world um, outside of the Moorish Americans, right? Their hub is their, is their, is their religion, is Islam, it's the mosque, right? Jews, you know what I mean? The synagogue, their, their religion, the Christians, the church, the center is the religion because the religion is the way that you actually accomplish the commerce. That's the way that you actually go out and go forth. You go forth with your God because those are the true ways of government because then nobody is a sovereign over Allah or God or however they want to put it. So that way you can make your rules be under your own vine fig tree and you can do um, uh, your commerce the way that fits best for your people, right? Um, so that's what the more is holy was it was the, the the start it was that aspect of it and then when he wanted to um um turn us into the religious nation and state that we are by the rules of the um um what you call the religious corporation act out of the state of illinois um that then moved us into the corporate religious aspect so that we could actually utilize that religious corporation to talk to other religious corporations because as most of us know to a corporation has to talk to a corporation. A flesh and blood has to talk to a flesh and blood. So if you try to be a flesh and blood, blood talking to a corporation, it doesn't work because the corporation doesn't have ears to hear, eyes to see. It only is on paper. So therefore you do things on paper with it and then through its agents you act, right? So that would be your grand sheiks and your, and your staff and your grand governors and your Prophet Noble Drew Ali of the Moore Science Temple of America representing against, you know, whatever other nation is out there. What gave this credence is, once again, a sovereign recognized us as sovereign, right? How do you know that? It's because he did this in the state of Illinois. state of Illinois recognized the Moorish Science Temple of America that came from the private side, the Moorish Holy, right? Um, because Illinois, in the union of states, is considered its own country, right? All the states are actually countries, whether, you, you know, I don't know if you know, if people know that or not, but they're a union of countries. A country is a type of state. A city is a type of state, okay? So when a sovereign who is recognized by another sovereign state says, I recognize you, because only a sovereign can recognize a sovereign, just like a corporation talks to a corporation, then it made it law. In fact, all across the board, because uh, according to the, art, uh, the um, Constitution, right, Article 4, right, Full Faith and Credit Act, Full, full Faith and Credit Clause, which says basically one act done in faith, you know, in one state is valid in all the other states. All right. So that's what was uh, essentially done is the more is holy was the religious aspect, the private side, the, the, the church, the temple. Right. And then it um, initiated the corporate uh, uh, self <laughs> to go out there and be able to navigate in commerce with other corporations through the more science temple of America and still have its, religious rights recognized, right, under the Constitution through the First Amendment. So that's that's just a little bit about the Moorish Holy. Um, and it was all Moorish Holy up until really about 1926. Um, 
and then it started transitioning into the more science temple of america so for for that question um but then you, was there a two-part question my brother you said something about uh my brother right here Raphael bay saying something about um it. you know i think he was really kind of asking the same question of regarding oh. um the civic portion like um a, a lot of people think the civics aren't being handled the Moors in the temple are just focused on the religion. And, oh, I like um, to ask this. You know. I like to ask this real yeah. quick. Um, for any more who has that narrative, I would respectfully ask, are you in the temple? You know, that's that's what I always ask because um, I feel like that's an assumption uh, that a lot of Moors have. That's an assumption that I used to have. You know what I'm saying? Um, and in many cases, um, that is relevant. Some of the some of the some of the um, aspects of the Moore Science Temple of America could be a little bit stronger, uh, depending on where you go uh, when you're dealing with what's actually going on. Some do shy away from the understanding of of uh, true civics and, and that whole thing. But um, I would tell you like this: you can never go wrong if your first mission, if 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 you chose to to have as a mission to be pleasing to the Father God Allah. Um, to 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 live a clean Muslim life, uh, whether you wanted to indulge into high levels of civic activity, um, or if you wanted to just be a good person to help feed some people out here, um, um, you know, peace be unto you. Because um, there's there's all kinds of different strokes for different folks. Different Moors have um, uh, different acumen for certain things, and some um, you know have better acumen for other things. But um, I definitely would like to just just say. Don't knock it till you try it when it comes to something that your prophet told you to do. You dig what I'm saying? When it's something that your prophet said, hey, join the Moore Science Temple of America. Because if they're not doing that, you feel me? If you feel like the Moore Science Temples of America are just being religious, then why aren't you joining them to change them? Because um, I run into this thing a lot. You know, you saw how we got foreigners come here a lot. And, and I always think to myself, they're like, yeah, it was bad in my country. And I always think like, man... You know, and, and inside, I don't always say it, but I like, so you just, you didn't have the gumption to, to do something about it, huh? You you got a nationality. You got national pride. You 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 got family names and and, and you got a, a, a generations that have grown up in this, this country. So instead of staying there and doing what you could to, 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 you know, help fix your nation, you ran to somebody else's. So in the same sense, we got to we got to be we got to we got to take um, responsibility more as more as who are in the temples. You got to be on the same tip and you got to feel me when I say if you think the temples aren't doing what they're supposed to do, get in them and change them. That's what I did. I didn't go, man, well, I'm just going to do the Internet thing because I wanted to make sure that I was doing what Prophet Noah Ali told me to do. And he said, guard, guard me and the temples with your very life. So if they ain't doing them right. Get in them and make some changes because you're the more only you can do that. And you've been doing that since you can, can't even remember, right? You've been doing that from time immemorial is correcting things that aren't right. So um, don't be an outsider looking in, assuming, and I'm not saying you are brother. I'm just using this as a teaching point or a point to speak on a narrative that I run into a lot, get in the temples and help them or change them because that's who you are. You're the more nobody's going to change anything. Um, until you until you change it more when it has to do with more affairs, right? So Islam, 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 brother. I'm definitely glad you say that. Um, 
we say the same thing here too in in Ohio, just with our members that um, you know, like the the Europeans not gonna come and save you and, and set everything right, make sure that the temple is set up right, and that we're running things and have everything that we right, need. Right. You know, nobody's right. gonna come and save us. That People from dog. other countries aren't gonna do it. Nobody is. <laughs> You know, as you mentioned earlier, too, you know, people come here from other countries, maybe because they don't like the way things are where they're at. And they see this as a, you know, a place with better opportunities. And so and I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying they come here, you know, instead of staying there to fix things. And so I'm saying, like, for us, you know, we don't have anywhere to run to. I mean, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Where are we? Senegal, where are we going to go? Germany, like what? Australia, where? There's nowhere for us to run to, and nobody is going to come and fix this situation with the black, so-called black African-American people here, right? We've seen for years, probably a decade now of us doing the marches when, when, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing, every time someone gets murdered, you know, and nothing's changed. It's been seen all over the world. Nothing's changing. No one's going to do it for us. And with the temple, yes, I agree with you. (laughs) You know, come on. Don't complain. This is yours. This is yours. Act like it's yours. Don't let anyone else ruin it. And um, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, like I'm glad that you explained that with what the prophet created. He didn't just create a religious organization. It could have been just like a church, but he didn't move in that portion. He moved as the body politic. (laughs) You know. And it is satisfied law. from an international law perspective the prerequisites for nationhood. He established the nation. And he announced it to the world, announced our independence. It's truly a great thing, brother. So I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Um, now, there, there was uh, another question, too, uh, that actually that you hit on in your book. Um, now, the brother said, so you guys are not Israelites. In the book, though, you had that question, <laughs> are Hebrews Moors? Would you um, mind speaking on that, on that topic? Yeah, Islam. Um, you know, I talk about it, and he's talking about it here on uh, page eight. Are Hebrews Moors, right? Um, now, Hebrews are Moors, but Moors are not Hebrews. <laughs> All right, if that makes any yeah. sense. Um, uh, and why I say that is because Hebrew is is a is a language okay and that is a classic misnomer or misunderstanding about how um, a lot of our indigenous peoples or languages even would get mixed up with each other um imagine if um you went to a foreign land right and um people were speaking a, a type of language whatever and somehow, maybe, maybe there was somebody who eventually learned you guys' language and, and, and you asked him what it was called. And he said, you know, Hebrew, um, many times in history, has the language got mixed up for the people. So you go back and tell your people, hey, yeah, you know, they, they're the Hebrew speaking people. And you know how Moors do. This is how you know the civilization, the, the, the great, a lot of the great civilizations in the past is Moors because of. You know, you know, we like to sling it out. We like to make new, new uh, <laughs> lingo and stuff. So, you know, before you know it, they're 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 Hebrews because that's what they speak. They're Arabs because they speak Arabic, right? 
Um, many people, like I talk about in the book, we, we think uh, the, the indigenous uh, Africoid type tribe of the Moors, uh, Indian Moors, so-called Indians here, right? Um, the Algonquin, right? Which are just Moorish Americans, Moors, right? Um, that's not who they are. They're not the Algonquin. That was the language. That was actually a family, of, uh, uh, a language family. The Algonquin language was uh, a language used by many different indigenous tribes to the Americas, the Moors, right? So um, that's just a common mis, you know, mis misnomer is naming people their their language, all right? So um, Israelites, now when you talk about Israelites, uh, we could go into uh, many different degrees, but I'm just going to do y'all like this. Please get a book called uh, The Bible Metaphysical Dictionary, <clears throat> all right? Uh, the, Bible Metaph uh, the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary by Charles Fillmore. And the reason I suggest that you get this book is because when you talk about historical narratives, specifically when you really get into the biblical um, narratives, the, the, the Bible is a very encoded book. Like I told you, it's a trust book. It's an astrology book. It also is a, a priest book, right? And um, there's, there's, remember, I told you we're in a dichotomy. Everything is dual. Everything is left and a right. Everything has its two sides in this um in this in this manifest in this plane right um so when you deal with israelite the israelite is dealing with the the, the it's real light isis ra el um also dealing with the, the the understanding of a moabite or a canaanite who is operating in their higher self that's operating from that mode of thought that's pleasing to our lot is the israelite all right so um the historical narrative, like they said, they still haven't found necessarily the, those those things or those people over east. Um, so I suggest that you get a book called uh, When Rocks Cry Out by Horace Butler. Um, there's another good book, uh, Mysteries of the Forgotten World uh, by Charles Berlitz, um, George Williamson Hunt's uh, Secret Places of the Lion. These books, they go into detail of how what we think of the Israelite and all that kind of stuff. And those people were just the people here. What we thought were the indigenous Native Americans who are actually the Moors. All right. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of what I offer on that. Do a little more digging to prove yourself and to gain your own understanding of it. But I'm just here to let you know that a lot of times we get the language mixed up for the people when they deal with the historical significance. Uh, of those people, they'll just call them that because you know what? It makes sense. It's better than calling them Moors <laughs> than letting the cat out the bag, right? Right, right. Anything's better than, than letting that be known. Yeah. Right, so, um, right. yeah. Um, so, um, I, I saw like you know some apprehension um, about the religion, just about religion in general, uh, and I get that. Um, you spoke in your book. Um, about the weaponization per se of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think that's where a lot of the apprehension to religion is coming from. So yes. um, would you please touch on this as far as how it pertains to the Moors um, just with Christianity um, being yes. weaponized against us? Yeah. Um, first, I would like to say that um, what we think is of, of Christianity is not actual real Christianity. Um, what we're dealing with or what we had dealt with um, growing up, you know, Big Mama and them and, 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 and 
and, and church service for, for three days, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> before you could get out. And um, the, the, the Baptist narrative, um, that was just a hodgepodge of just misinformation mixed with a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and actually a lot of um, misunderstandings about what Christianity is. Um, when we think of the, 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 the narrative of Christianity leading us the wrong way or not being um, right for us, we're really dealing with the aspect of Catholicism or what you may call Catholicism. All right. Um, now, you know, you have your anode, which is your is your future, is your, is your going forward, your north. And then you have your cathode, which is your backwards, your digression, the lower self. All right. So when they call itself Catholic, right, propagating the understanding of reversion or, or uh, um, hindrance. OK, um, so when we say Christianity, we're not talking about the actual practice of the christening. That's what Christianity would be. If you want to be like Christ, then it would be the processes and mechanisms of attaining to Christ's good of christening. Right. Well, most of us were following was just dogma. Right. A, a, a dogmatic approach of misunderstandings and, and being bottle fed verses out of the Bible that were handpicked by, um, uh, um, you know, uh, certain disingenuous ministers or whatever, or whether they knew or didn't know, but a lot of them were either in secret fraternities or they were just um, ignorant, right? Um, so knowing that, and we associate Christianity, even though it's not real Christianity, we, we associate that with religion. But religion is just, you know, we talk about etymology all the time, Religion is just to re-legion, right? Re, re-legion, religion, legion as in a group. So religion is the practice of regrouping, okay? When we get astray, when the flock goes all, scatters the flock, right? You know, prophet said, woe unto those who scatter my flock. When the flock is scattered, then we must use religion. We must re-legion, we must regroup together. All right. So that's why um, we propagate um, uh, religion in the true sense. If you really are Moorish and breaking it down with the etymology, that's what it should mean to you. Um, and that's why the prophet had a religious organization to realign us with what we're supposed to be on. Right. Um, so don't get dogma and religion necessarily mixed up because um, most people, when they say, Religion, they're really thinking about that. Now, in that aspect, we've been traumatized uh, because a lot of us, um, we didn't, I didn't like the feeling, speaking of my personal um, um, coming into the to the holy breath of the understanding of my nationality, my birthrights, my prophet, and stuff like that, is I didn't like the feeling of how easily I was spooked when I was into the paradigm of the dogma, which I associated or thought was Christianity, and so, therefore, anything that started to allude to those principles or that that kind of um, feeling, um, I would just that see. That's the problem. That's the problem. Um, and maybe nine times out of ten, it was because they, the people who were doing that, still probably didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we have this trauma, and don't we think because we became Moors and we we sign, you know, we understand nationality, or we, you know, 
this kind of thing that we dealt with all our traumas. No, we haven't. We are very, have been very traumatized by dogma, by forced um, so-called church and, and, and things like that. And then even more traumatizing was when we found out the truth and we found out how duped we were by everything. You know what I'm saying? And then we really get aversion to structured, organized praising of our law and stuff like that. But um, for those who really know what that is, it shouldn't scare you at all when you really sit down and you do the etymology, you do the science, and you understand the ancient Moorish way of thought. The ancient Moorish way of thought is unity, is legioning together. Um, if I had to say, um, the only problem with religion is the fact that it comes by ways of profits because we went astray. So ideally, we wouldn't have any religion if we don't go astray and we stick to the straight narrow path that Allah has beset for us to get back to him easiest. So ideally, yes, I'm with you in the sense of for those people who think that way, um, religion, um, uh, one day, hopefully it's not necessary because we won't have to realign because we won't be unaligned. Right. But since we are, here comes a prophet. And the duty of a prophet is to warn nations against the wrath of, wrath of Allah. And for those ones who hear, have ears to hear, eyes to see, we should be realigning. And that's what the Moore Science Temple of America is here to do. Help us to realign so that we have a geopolitical platform to be able to enter into the affairs of men, get our just due, and protect ourselves by ourselves. And work with those genuine and good nations of the world who, um, who, who mean to see us do well, right? So Islam. I yield. Islam. Islam, brother, and gra gratitude for sharing that. And um, yeah, as you and the sister in the chat said, um, we went through a program, you know, programming to get to the state where we're at now, this fallen state. And so the prophet set up an institution for us where we can now deprogram mm -hmm. and correct ourselves and now have our own philosophy and way of looking at life. So that we can look at it from our own viewpoint, you know, as a collective, everybody's got their own viewpoint, but as a collective, because whether we realize it or not, and nothing against um, people of European descent, but we see things from the same viewpoint as the Europeans that colonized us. Islam. You know, that's the main yeah. stream view, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we definitely have to deprogram and now, you know, and put our own philosophy and way of looking at things. So that's really what the Moore Science Temple of America, that's one of the things that it does, or what it's ideally would do. Islam. Right? And may I say this too, brother, not not to cut you off, but uh, I just I just want to get this out before I forget it, because I'll be doing that. <laughs> um, that when we deal with, like, the religion aspect, right, the prophet gave us the one-on-ones. I've been holding up this, you know, this is, this is, this is a, a three dollar piece of uh, papers um, that has our questionnaire and additional loss of the Moorish Americans. It has 101 questions, right? Um, it has the Moorish American prayer. Now, why this is such a valuable tool and why stuff like this is, is needed and the, the, the power in organized religion, as, as has been told to us, is, is demonstrated in something like this, right? We say we are a nation of people. We say that we um, are together, that we have a nationality, okay? Now, if you dealt with, let's say, the Jewish nation, 
and you were to say, when is y'all this holiday? They would give you, for the most part, the same. If you would ask a, a, a foundational question of those people, who they are, whatever, they would pretty much give you the same answer, um, the same understanding. You know, nobody's going to go way too far out the box, right? Um, that in itself is a frequency of, 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 of unity. It shows the consequentity, uh, you know, the, the, the blood, right, the blood tie that, you know what I mean, the togetherness, and it shows a nation. So what the prophet was doing is uh, with these one-on-ones, it's the same thing. This way we have the common understandings, right? Um, I always imagine that if there was 50,000 Moorish Americans standing in a, in a football stadium and somebody was in the middle with a microphone and they were reading these off and they said, who made you? All 50,000 of those Moorish Americans to say, Allah. Who is Allah? All 50,000 of those Moorish Americans to say, Allah is the father of the universe, right? And um, those who are less learned in many ways, they would, oh, that's like brainwashing. No, no, no. He gave us these so that we have a baseline understanding that when you talk a lingo and you talk away to another Moorish American, you know that he's one of the prophets because he understands uh, and he has took the time to, um, to, to ingest, to study, to learn, and to be able to regurgitate what the Prophet Noble Ali gave to us so that we can have that national bond and it can be known and shown in our actions, words, and thoughts. Islam. You get what I'm saying? So and if Islam. you can pause right there, don't don't forget oh. your uh, stream of thought. But with what you were saying, man, that's important because anyone that thinks, oh, that's a program, that's programming. Man, look, why are you playing yourself? You know who the first president of the United States of America is, whether you like it or not. <laughs> in your head is screaming out loud, George Washington. You know, I don't care if you you got black fists in the air, you know, RBG, you still George Washington. You know, you know all of this stuff that you've been programmed with. You don't even know when our independence was declared and by whom and what the prophet did. What did whether he put a Moorish flag around a little girl and a, and a um, the American flag around a little boy and deemed us Moorish American. You don't know any of that, right? This is what we all are supposed to know across the board. You already know what you've been given, whether you were bad in school or not. You got that stuff inside and out. You know it. No front. <laughs> so you need to keep program every let. Every single one of us needs to. Islam, brother, I yield the floor. Islam, yes, exactly. But, you know, if you ask Morris who's the first president, they're going to say John Hansen. <laughs> but Islam, though, Islam. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that that is, is these kind of principles. Um, we shy away from the religious aspect, um, but you got to have both, church and state, with theocratic, um, Allah, is the great God is the, is the, is as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, the only God. So, you know, if we can just have those foundational principles understood, um, that is a nation. Uh, I have played a funny video. It's funny, but it's kind of sad at the same time because it's true. Um, I played this yesterday in Sunday school, but it's a video on Instagram. And, um, uh, a brother said, Try, the caption in the video was like, trying to get the black people together. So, you know, he steps up there and he goes, hey, hey, and you know, uh, you know, he's acting like he's in front of a big crowd of, of us, of Asiatics and Moors and whatever. And he's like, hey, um, 
you know, black people, we need to come together. I'm not black. I'm African. Somebody screams out from the audience, right? And so he's like, oh, okay, my brother, I got you. And he starts to go again. Somebody says, no, no, we are Moors. Know your history. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Islam, brother, yeah. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. We are Muslims. So after about, you know, five other types of identities or whatever, um, you know, the understanding of the video is basically, and what I'm trying to get you to see is that if you come into a room of us, just in general, um, not just Moors, just, you know, a bunch of Asiatics, they're all going to potentially say a whole bunch of different things, a whole different frames of mind, a whole different whatever. So we all want to just identify our skin color when we start to do like that, but skin, all skin folk ain't kin folk, you know, like, like, they, like they always say, right? So when we talk about states, we forget that states are also states of mind, right? So what the Moorish Science Temple of America and the Moorish American paradigm through the Prophet of Ali is, is, is on a higher level, on an esoteric tier, on a, on a soul level, is bringing those states of mind together in frequency that, um, that promote and propagate the same thing. If you don't promote or propagate the profit of the Asiatics, of the Moors in America, right, and what he brought for us, then, you know what I'm saying, you got you to gotta stand over there with it because... I'm here to resonate with those minds of the people who understand who they are, who their prophet is, and what our potentialities are if we follow the divine law that Allah has given to our prophet, you know, um, and, and, and that's what's really important, states of mind. And like I said earlier, most of us, we understand this lesson because we've, we've, we've had a misstate or a ununified state within our own households, with our own family. Because that's your brother, but so what? He still called you a, a weirdo for being a Moor, proclaiming your Moorish nationality, or told you, you know, you're a terrorist, or, or, or you know, that 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 Moor stuff ain't right, or we ain't that, or blah, blah, blah. And it goes to prove, like you said. I look at another brother in the eye, and he's screaming at me that he's an Israelite. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever he may affiliate with, you know what I'm saying? Which is, is fine on his journey, on his learning, or understanding. But at the same time, we would get nothing done because we're going to be too busy trying to trying to come to an accord because we're a very spiritual people. And so we always kind of put that narrative of self-identity first because we've been traumatized by the lack of one. You dig what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily um, ascribe to um, trying to, you know, I had a brother ask me the other day, well, well how do I get our people to, you got to resonate in what you know. And those who are thinking like you will come around you. They, they'll, they'll be there. They'll show up. Allah will place them in your path. And um, that's that's what I figure is one of the best things that we can do. So that's why I say stuff like this. And knowing what the prophet brought is so powerful because it's going to put us on that like frequency in mind state, the state of mind, right? And state is also your status, Islam, Islam. So I yield on that thought, Islam. Islam. And, um, yeah, so um, as the brother said, uh, you know, earlier, um, speaking about the questionnaire, every last single one of us, especially who identifies Moorish American, should be able to answer that question. Who is your creator? Who made you? If you can't answer that question, you may not understand the ramifications of how important that is. But we all are supposed to know 
who our creator is, right? All men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Now, who is your creator? Allah. Allah. That is what sets us right back with our forefathers. Just by that simple declaration. That's why the prophet put it in there first. First. Now we are human. Now we are, you know, a part of the human family. And not only that, we, we do descend from the creators of civilization. But, you know, outside of that, you know, I, I we don't know who created the Negro. It, it you know, it was, <laughs> it was people of European descent. It was done, you know, maybe with malicious intent. But they're your creator, whether you like it or not. You know, so we all are supposed to be able to answer that question and um, understand how important this is. So, you know, this, yeah, this really can't be left out. There's there's no way that could be left out of any um, any real sincere movements to try to liberate yourself, to try to, you know, gain independence and, and um, you know, control over our collective reality. There's no way. We, we all must know who our creator is, and it can't be something that was given to you by somebody else, you know? So, um, yeah, Islam, brother. And I, I'm glad you uh, you touched on that. That's, you know, something that we all have to understand. You know, it, 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 there's no way around it, <laughs> you know? Ain't no way around it. No shortcuts. Islam. Islam. And, um, uh, yeah, so I do I do have a few more questions. I don't think we have time to ask answer all of them, but um, you know, you 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 did a great job, you know, going into the book, um, explaining the history. Um but one thing I just wanted to ask um uh was just uh in general, um, for those that are here that are wondering like how we got in this position, um, could you speak on how the Moors got here? How how did the Moors fall? is long man now uh i guess the 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 question would be how far back do we want to go we want to go back to iblis (laughs) i mean but um you know let's 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 just deal with it in the um this perspective of the america i kind of i go into it in in uh my book you know the hidden nation um historically uh, we fail, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna say it, it's it's always because of lower self to gratify lower self. You know, that's what our Moorish Holy Quran teaches us. We fail because we wanted to gratify lower self. That's always the reason of falls, right? Because if um, you fall, you gotta come from somewhere higher than where you fell to, and that's higher self. That's in oneness with Father God Allah. Um, now. In the historical sense, we um, we amalgamated. We started to amalgamate. We started chasing after gods that we that we knew not. Amalgamation of, of, of thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Amalgamation of ways, customs. Um, in the civilizing sense, um, in the modern time, I guess we would say we gotta we gotta understand one important narrative or understanding that the European. Uh, that we think about the colonizer type was actually us, um, a version of us. This is why we still have those 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 last names, right? When you come into the more science simple America, you you learn 
that you don't need to really get rid of your old name, right? You you add your title to it so that you actually uh, you take the control, not the ownership. You know what I'm saying? But you take the control because um, that is a family name that's tied to um, your 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 trust, right? Um, but those those Europeans that we think of were us, the brothers from across the river. Um, if it, many of you know, uh, like uh, Brother Taj Tariq Bay, and he was talking about the Ebri and, and that whole thing. Um, the European, the word British, Brit, right? Brit is actually a Moabite word. It comes from a, the Moabitic word, Brit, which means covenant. All right. So literally, Britain, British people are denoting to a Moabite, Almoravid, the ancient Moroccans, right? Um, in their very name, um, from from one of their words, right? The covenant was broken. All right, we turn to ways and things uh, in that paradigm over there that we that we knew not. Those brothers and sisters started coming here. Um, some of us that were here um, followed suit. We started going with uh, some of their narratives. We started doing things like enslaving. We started being people who didn't display the highest principles um, that we know, love, true peace, freedom, and justice. We started to hate instead of love. This is why stuff like um, love instead of hate is so prevalent. You know, those words by the Prophet Nobu Ali are so prevalent within our nation is because we started doing just that. You know, people try to pinpoint, and I, I would pinpoint, but get my book and I go into the narrative of the fall. Matter of fact, it's chapter uh, four. talks about the fall of the Moors, all right? And um, I put it into a narrative aspect because I want people to just really get the, the understanding that we can talk about the Ibrida experiments from when we created, um, you know, the 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 pale skin um tr you know troglodyte right or we could um we could talk about the following the gods of of europe and, and start doing things that we weren't supposed to be doing worshiping gods we knew not but those gods were lower self what is lower self also called you know the devil satan lucifer dragon beast right um we started going after the sensations of the flesh we started valuing the sensual things and the pleasures of the world over, um, you know, the pleasures of the spirit. Over the things that make us feel uh, good collectively, we started looking for individual gratification. Um, we lost our way. More, right? When you deal with Spanish, um, amor, right? That means what? Love, right? More uh, literally denotes to love. And when we aren't in that capacity, we fall. We do not rise and we do not thrive as a people when we are not in the frequency of love because we literally are love manifest. All right. So when you when you when you are hate, when you're a love manifest and then you decide to use your power to hate because hate is a form of love, but it's on the other end of the of the pillar we call love. Right. If you if, if somebody uh, comes in the door and, and kills your you know your mom, not to be vulgar or drastic, 
you know, you you immediately hate that individual, so to say, <laughs> out of the love for your mom. Hate comes from love, but hate is selfish. It's the selfish type of love. Hate, that's why we say self-hate. People who do, do drugs self-hate because they love the sensual pleasures of the flesh so much or the break from reality that they will harm themselves and do the worst to themselves out of the love for the pleasures which don't serve them. So therefore it's hate because it doesn't serve your higher self, right? So it's it's that, it's becoming of the world. And you know what I mean? I like, I know people want, no, what, what was the thing? You know what I'm saying? If we had to now, just, just, to, just to be, you know, um, just to come full circle with it and to maybe give you a point, um, a good point would be our fall in um, Andalusia, 1491, 1492, uh, Granada, okay? That's when the Moorish world um, kind of lost its reins over everything officially for good, and that allowed the um, the Vatican, the Holy See, and those kind of things um, to kind of kind of take over different aspects of our of our lands and our being. Um, you know, King Boabdil giving up the sea, the keys to the city, and so forth and so on. But um, it's the same thing why every other civilization always falls. Every other more civilization, even going back to Moon Atlantis and and, and, and and so on and so forth, lower self, um, chasing after things that they know not, doing things that aren't pleasing to the one, Allah, um, and forgetting what that really means to be true to yourself, to be good to your brother and sister, um, and, and, and to give more than you take to love instead of hate, right? So if I had to say it, that would be it, brother. Um, not to be all lucid, but that really is our problem because we're spiritual people. So we got to hit the spiritual aspects. Islam, brother. And, and Islam. gratitude for yeah, gratitude for um, answering that question. Um, I really appreciate the time that you took out to uh, build with us. Um, I do want to remind everybody here that um, you can um, go to the links in the description to um, send any donations, any support to the Temple 27, and also to purchase this book, The Hidden Nation. I believe the website is moorishamericans.org. The link is in the video description. Make sure you go there. Um, everybody go out and get this book. Um, we have a copy here at the house. Great book. So definitely suggest everyone to check that out um in closing um i just wanted to ask if there's anything any closing words you would like to share with the people any uh any you know anything you want to let everyone know about please feel free to speak up islam yeah yeah i think there 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 is right um i'm gonna i'm gonna let the prophet get the last word so if i could say anything it's going to be the prophet's speech um, his writing in the Moorish guidepost, uh, that's to be proclaimed at every meeting. So we're going to let noble Ali close us out if I, if I had to say so. And he says this, he says, Islam, I am glad to know that I have a few faithful Moors among you all. And I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claim that I was only a joke and unreal. But now, since they have found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon 
for their earthly salvation as American citizens. They are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the, it is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay their divine respect to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moorish movement. I need finance and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without me, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet Noble Drew Ali, Islam. All right, Islam, brother, and gratitude. Um, just want to remind everybody, make sure you go to the website, moorishamericans.org. Get your copy of the book, The Hidden Nation. It's been a pleasure having you on. We're going to go ahead and, and uh, get up out of here. If you came in late, make sure you go back and watch the replay. And um, also make sure everyone that you hit like and share. Uh, all links are in the description. If you haven't subscribed to Moors in America, make sure you subscribe and check out all the links for us. Uh, we're all over social media. It's all in the description. And on that note, peace and love, everybody. Peace, my brother. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for uh, having uh, me on and come on and, and talk about this work. Um, I'm really thankful. All praise be due to Allah. Highest honors to the prophet. Um, and they can also get this book on KhalifaMedia.com, um, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. So peace and love to the family. Everybody who attended, love you all. It's long. Every day, billions of searches are conducted online, therefore it is critical that your company stands out to the small percentage of clients who are essential to your business. Our team of local digital marketing consultants and SEO experts is eager to help your company achieve its goals through a consultative approach, top Google rankings, and collaboration with industry experts. Here at Adept Marketing Solutions we stand for integrity, dedication, ingenuity, and results. We know how to navigate the ever-changing digital landscape and what brands must do to succeed. Visit our website to see what we can do to help you reach your goals. CareMore is a non-profit organization focused on providing goods and services to families and individuals in our underfunded communities in Central Ohio. We have created an online presence to reach members of our Central Ohio communities, as well as local events and meetings to give away supplies and donations throughout the city all year long. Visit our website to learn more and to send a donation.